What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Five Out Podcast. Today, I've got Brandon joining me again. Um, and before we go over the overview, I just want to give a quick shout out to him. This past weekend, I believe it was, or like a week ago, he signed his letter and a letter of intent to Labette College uh, in in uh, Kansas. Correct? Yeah. Awesome. So I just want to give him a huge shout out to that. Uh, we'll definitely keep up with his uh, season and career as that goes along. Um, but he's joining us today. He's still in off season. He's still back at home. So we're able to get him on today. Uh, and right now we're still in the middle of the conference finals. You know, a week ago, uh, there was a potential, you know, we thought there might be one team in the, in the finals, but uh, the, the Suns weren't able to close it last night. Um, so, which is tough, which is tough. You know, they got to go to LA and try to close it out there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and the Hawks and Bucks are actually right now, as of this recording, are playing game four in Atlanta. Bucks are up 2-1. So that's all we're going to be talking about. We're going to have some trade rumor talk as well. Um, there's going to be no questions today. We're going to get right into it um, just because, you know, with the NBA playoffs, you know, there's no messing around. There's no messing around. Um, and before we get into the trade rumors, you know, I got to say it. Come on home, Rick. Last week, you know, I, I, I had the I had the thought, you know, I was like, hey, you know, it makes sense. You know, we're not the best team, but we're, we're a good team. He used to coach in, in Indianapolis before he went to the Mavericks. And Rick came on home, baby. I love it. I'm ecstatic. Uh, I can't wait for the future. You know, I, what he did with the with the Mavericks, with, with Dirk, which Dirk is a superstar and he's a legend. Um, but they didn't have the greatest supporting cast. And that's kind of what the Pacers are right now. We have a really good player in DeBonis. Um, you know, we have a couple of extra, you know, other good players as well. Chris Levert or Karis Levert, excuse me, um, and Brogdon, but Turner, uh, I mean, yeah, I'll put Turner on there. I'll put Turner on there. So he, it'll, I'm very excited for the season. I've been on Rick Carlisle all, all year long, but speaking of that, the Mavs also signed their new head coach, Jason Kidd. What are your thoughts on that signing? Uh, I think I think whenever he coached uh, Milwaukee, I think he wasn't ready for it yet, and then he kind of like you know went to LA to the assistant thing, kind of picked up a little bit more. So I think I think for the Lakers, I think it'll be all right, or for the for the Mavericks, it'll be all right. Yeah, and I I definitely think when, like when you have Luka Doncic and like you know everybody else on the Mavs is, is good role players, so I'm sure I'm sure he knows how to develop some people because that team really reminds me of when they won, you know, because they didn't have a lot of other than Dirk and J Kid and Terry. That's it. Everybody else was just you know a solid role player. Yeah, and I think when he was at, because I think he was in Brooklyn as well as a head coach too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he was on those teams, he didn't he didn't have a guy like Luca, you know, a dominant point guard. And that's yeah. what Jason Kidd was. He was a very good point guard. So I think he's really going to help Luca's career. You know, in Milwaukee, he had Giannis, but Giannis isn't Luca, or Giannis isn't even a point guard, and he didn't really have a good point guard there as well. So really looking forward to that. I think I think it'll be good. Um, you know, I hope it's good. I don't hope that the Mavs suck, but um, it'll be interesting. You know, it'll be interesting. So, um, but but let's go ahead and move into kind of the trade rumors. Uh, there's been a lot of trade rumors, you know, a lot of team people potentially wanting to move on. Dame Lillard is one of them. You know, I've been hearing stuff about him going to Dallas, um, as well as him also saying he's not serious about going or leaving Portland. So yeah. hearing mixed reviews, also shout out to Chauncey Billups getting his first head coaching job in Portland as well. Um, and Becky Hammond, I believe the Spurs assistant was in the final, like she was a finalist for that as well. So it would have been really cool to have her, but what are your thoughts on where you think Dane Lillard will be playing basketball next year? I, I want him to come to Dallas, but I think he'll stay, I think he'll end up staying in Portland. I just, yeah. Yeah. He, he just loves that, 
that city so much. I don't, I don't think he'll be able to leave. Do you, do you think he I can? I don't know if they can be competitive and mm-hmm. you know, win the finals, but I just don't think he's going to leave. Do you think, do you think if he stays in, in Portland and let's, let's say they add, you know, another kind of superstar, they lose, let's say they lose Nurkic and they add another kind of big superstar. Do you think that kind of changes Portland's or do you okay. think they're going to be the same yeah. team? I, I think if they do some changes, I think if they get rid of Nurkic and maybe get another, like a better big man, they're going to be straight. I know Pascal Siakam is going to be a trade next year. So mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, he's a good player. I'd, I'd go for him. If you need a big. Do you think it's time for Portland to move on from the Dame CJ experiment, or do you like them two together? No, I like them two together. Okay. Together. I, I, I ha- the question has to be asked. You know, I honestly, CJ is a great player, but it obviously hasn't worked. So, um, you sometimes you have to pick, and but I don't, I don't see them moving on from those two guys. Nurkic, I can see him moving on from. He's just been injury prone. Yeah. Um, Norman Powell, I think, is a free agent this year, too. Even though they really wanted him, I think he'll be gone as well. There'll, there'll be a lot of changes in Portland for sure. So um, another big name we've been – I don't even call him big, but another name I've been hearing about a lot recently is Colin Sexton, which when I said his name in our kind of pre-show talk, you were kind of shocked on that. Um, yeah, I, I mean – I did pretty good for the Cavs this year, but I mean, I guess I'm whatever. I don't, I don't know what happens in my locker room and all the other stuff, so I'm not sure. Well, it, it's the perfect time to trade him to. You know, he averaged twenty some odd points this year. Um, he he did over he did have a really good year, and I don't think the Cavs really want to have two point guards as their guards. You know, him and Garland. Garland has more years on his rookie contract. Sex, Sexton, I believe, next year will be his final year. Yeah. Or maybe next year will be his fifth year or something like that. So it's like the perfect time to move on if they were. Um, your thoughts on any team you would like to see Colin Sexton on next year? That's a hard question. Uh, <clears throat> the 76ers? If the 76ers get rid of Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. he could definitely do some damage over there in Philly. But, I mean, I don't know that – I don't know if – I mean, I don't know if Philly's going to tr- trade him. I know they said that they are going to work on his jump shot. And then Ben Simmons also declined on playing in the uh, Tur- the Tokyo Olympics. So, I think he's going to be serious and work on a jump shot because, I mean – because he got exposed, he knows he's he got he has to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, for Sexton, I heard this place, and I I think you might like this spot for him, the Miami Heat. Now they now they would they would trade Tyler Hero for him, which you know about a year ago or a little over a year ago, you know we were hearing about uh, or a little less than a year ago, I should say. Excuse me, you know Harden for Hero. That's what the Rockets wanted. Um, at the time, you know, the, the Pat Riley was like, no, Hero's the next superstar, but now he looks like trash. So um, the Sexton for Hero deal would be a really good move. And I, they'd have a bunch of dogs on that Heat team. Thanks. You know, Butler, uh, Sexton, which if you remember Sexton, he's the guy that did the staring. The guy was staring at him on the free throw line and he stared at him. And, um, you know, he, 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 he's a dog. So I think that'd be good for the Heat especially since they don't really have a point guard. You know, Kendrick Nunn, Gordon Dragic are great point guards, but they're not, like, you know, phenomenal point guards. They don't score 20 points a night. Um, and then, and then you know, obviously there's just there, – there's a bunch of trade rumors, and I don't know if you've been seeing these memes about the Lakers. Any kind of veteran superstar or star who's unsettled, um, the Lakers are going to give them Kyle Kuzma and, and KCP in a second-round pick. <laughs> so – I want to keep KCP – but I don't think I don't think Kuzma is focused right now. I think he's just like 
He's uh, he can get complacent. Do you think he'll be a Laker next year? I don't think so. Yeah. If LeBron has anything to do with it, um, I think he was very unpleased with how Kuzma has been playing the last two years. Yeah. So. Well, it, like the whole thing happened. Like whenever Kuzma's trainer like called out LeBron, and then like that happened, and then all of a sudden, just Kuzma just like was playing awful. Yeah. Well, and and I think as well, like it's it, it's it is really tough to play with guys like LeBron. I mean, it's it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to to be able to stack up next to him and um and play. And he has super high expectations. So um very, very, very interesting for him. Uh and then let's just talk real fast about a couple free agents, just the top ones. Kawhi Leonard, do you think he'll be a clipper next year? Man, I mean to be honest, I, w- I wouldn't mind him staying, but I mean, I know that AC or uh, the knee injury it mm-hmm. might have that might have pulled away um, another contract. So I'm not sure, but I I would I would like to see him on the Clippers. I kind of like him on the Clippers. Just makes it more even, you know. Yeah. Well, and I know he's been upset on how um, things have been handled with his knee uh, mm-hmm. with the Clippers. So that might be you know a way of him getting out. But I don't know where he would go. Um, but I don't think anyone would know where he would go if he declined his option and didn't want to stay in L.A. Chris Paul, you know, the, the season he's had with Phoenix, do you see him back in Phoenix or do you see him moving on to another team? I see him back in Phoenix. Yeah, especially if they make it to the finals this year and somehow they don't win, or even if they win, I think if they make it to the finals, he's 100% going to stay. Uh, Mike Conley has earned himself a fat contract this offseason. Um, probably not a long-term deal, but probably like a, a two to three-year deal. Um, do you think he stays in Utah or do you think he moves on? I think he's going to stay in Utah. They had a really good year, number one team. I mean, they got Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, uh, they got Ingles. They got, they got a good pace over there. Yeah. Um, another another kind of veteran guy, DeMar DeRozan. Um, I don't think he's going back to San Antonio. I think he's voiced his opinions about that. Where do you think he ends up? Do you think he ends up back in L.A. on one of the Clippers or the Lakers, or do you think he goes somewhere else? He's going to L.A. <laughs> well, which L.A. team? <laughs> he's going to come to the Lakers. Oh, okay, I got you. It, honestly, I, I really wanted him to go to L.A. When, whenever he left Toronto because, you know, that's his hometown and, and whatnot. But um, but uh. <sighs> I feel like he needs to go to a team where he's going to be a bench guy, um, honestly, which which sucks. But you, you have to think about it. in today's NBA, he can't really shoot the three point shot, but he can still get his, you know, yeah. and you kind of got to think of him as like a Lou Williams. I think he'd be like a perfect six man just without the three point shot um, and almost like a Jordan Clarkson in a sense where he can still come off and he's going to get 20 points a game. He's still going to play more than probably some starters, yeah, sure. but his three-point shot just not there. And and so I think he needs to go somewhere where he can be almost like a six-man or not the superstar like he was in San Antonio. So, yeah, the Lakers would be great for him. I think the Clippers would be good for him too just because he wouldn't be that number one guy. But it'll be interesting. Um, John Collins, this is kind of an interesting one. He is a restricted free agent. So whatever contract he's offered by another team that's not Atlanta, Atlanta can match it. Do you think he stays with the Hawks, especially with their success this year? Yeah, I, I want him to stay with in Atlanta. I think him and Trey Young are really fun to watch, and um, they just feed off of each other. And I, I think he stays. I don't, yeah. I don't see him having any problem. Yeah, it'll. I I think you know, honestly, at the beginning of the year, I really wasn't a John Collins fan. Um, but what they've done this year, and especially in the playoffs, I think they work really well together. Um, and I think Atlanta's going to want to try to keep them together. And then the last one, um, we've got to talk about Lonzo Ball, baby. Uh, another restrictive free agent. 
I know, well, obviously his dad has voiced, he does not want to be in New Orleans, um, but we don't know if that's actually Lonzo saying that or if it's just LeVar. Um, what do you think, where do you think Lonzo Ball plays next year? Uh, to be honest, I kind of liked him on the Pelicans. I thought he did really well. He shot the ball really well this year. He, uh, you know, he also has Zion. He's, he's great court vision, plays great defense. Um, I guess the only problem with New Orleans is that they just, they just don't win. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe that's just his only, you know, uh, negative side. But, I mean, everything else, if he stays, I, I think he's going to be fine. But if he leaves, I don't know where he'll go. I don't know. I can't see him in another uniform. Hey, uh, some some people have been calling for him to go back to L.A. with the Lakers. I don't think so. <laughs> well, and, you know, hindsight now, obviously, you know, the Lakers were, were really wanting to keep Kuzma. Um, but that hasn't panned out. And Lonzo's, you know, He's been pretty good with New Orleans. He's been hooping. He's been playing better on defense. He's got his shot is a lot better now, obviously. Yeah. Um, but everybody we everybody the Lakers got rid of are doing better than Kuzma. So yeah. Well, it, it almost seems like anyone that was drafted in those last couple of years, you know, of Kobe's career, D'Lo, Randall, yeah. um, Lonzo, B.I. Um, yeah, Clarkson. Yeah, they're all go- popping off, but not on the Lakers. Yeah, um, and the only one that's not really playing well is Kuzma, and he's still on the Lakers. So, yeah. you know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to play good and you were a young guy, you probably wanted to be traded away from the Lakers. But uh, but that's that. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right into the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, you know, that's your if you're watching this on YouTube and you look at Brandon, he he kind of all you have to do is put on a mask, and he probably looks like Devin Booker. Um, <laughs> so, um, but. Uh, but they 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 played the their first of the first four games. They played three phenomenal games. They were up three one, perfect situation going back game five into Phoenix, trying to wrap it up at home. Um, unfortunately, we're not able to. What were your thoughts on that game? Paul George took over the game. I mean, to be honest, like I think he is the only superstar right now that gets the most gets the most hate. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with him, it's either he's gonna go for you know forty or he's gonna not hit can't even throw a rock in the water that's just you know that's basketball you don't have days like that but yeah he controlled the whole game he was getting buckets he's the reason they won that game yeah also Patrick Beverly uh plays hella good defense so if he does that the next next game they're gonna just keep surviving yeah and you know obviously this this Clovers team is very very talented um they were projected to win it at the beginning of the year as well or you know be one of the top teams so it's not like this is a bad team um, they they are a good team. They're just missing their best player. But um, Paul George has done something that only four other players have done, and those players are MJ, Kobe, and Katie. So it's, he's in great company, and that's he's he scored twenty plus points in the first eighteen games of the NBA playoffs, um, which is no easy feat. Um, scoring twenty points a night, especially you know without Kawhi, everyone knows you're the number one option. But even with Kawhi, everyone still knows you're the number two option. Um, you know, he's, he's been hooping and, and, you know, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of shit. Not going to lie. Yes. He's gotten a lot of shit and he still gets a lot of shit. Um, but um, he's been hooping and, and it hurts me because he used to be a pacer, but it hurts me to see him do it with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Clippers right now go as Paul George goes. So um, now Devin Booker, which I was kind of, I didn't, I didn't realize he broke his nose. Um, do you yeah. think the mask has helped him or hurt him so far in the playoffs or in the <laughs> I know he took it off in the second half of one game. So, I mean, I I, I definitely, you know, he's definitely going to get used to adjusting to playing with a mask. Um, 
my, my teammate Ryan played in a mask one year at a mm-hmm. playoff game. He said it wasn't awful, but he said sometimes, you know, like it just throws you off because, you know, you don't play in a mask. So, mm-hmm. but he, he took it off. So I think, I think he's going to try and wear it to protect his nose. But if he's not making shots, he's just going to say, fuck it, because he needs to make shots for them to be successful. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and uh, apparently he reached out to uh, Rich Hamilton uh, to give him some advice on what it's like playing with the mask. His advice was keep it on. Uh, and he broke that rule. But, you know, I think for the most part, he's played majority of the game with it on. Um, I think it was just that one half that he that he took it off. And I think it was his first game that he did it. in. Um, yeah. Also, Cameron Payne, um, if you don't know who this is, um, we were first introduced to him when he played with the Thunder. Um, and, and most member, most memorable uh, times of him was when him and uh, Russ book were dancing together. Um, that was the most memorable thing he did played on the G league, the pro team went overseas, came back. Um, but he is hoping. No facts. Especially when, especially when Chris Paul is not playing, he is hoping, man. One game he had like 31 or something like, geez, I was like, okay. I, I mean, like when you hear stories like that, you're like, you know, you're just like, that's, that's good. Like, that's, that's awesome for him. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a nice sight to see, you know, someone that struggled, especially early on in his career, you know, playing behind Westbrook is tough. You know, Reggie Jackson did the same thing and, you know, definitely. he broke out once he got away right. Um, and, and, and he's hooping too right now. So, um, you know, Honestly, watching the Suns and Clippers, like it's just great basketball across, you know, every single game. The whole the whole 48 minutes are just phenomenal to watch. I've enjoyed the series. It's been one of the best series, I believe. Um, and it's not just all offense. I mean, you look at the scores, uh, the first three games, you know, a hundred plus points were scored, but game four was a defensive battle. 84 to 80 was the final. And uh, if you if you heard what Monty Williams said at the end, he's like, we didn't care about offense. We just needed to get stops, you know, and and, and that's what they got. So you're getting a little bit of everything in this series. And, and obviously having Chris Paul back is, is awesome. Um, so right now it's 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 uh, Phoenix are up three to two. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Brandon. Um, do you who do you have winning this series? I have the Suns winning either game six or game seven. Gotcha. gotcha. So you're going to you're going to ride with them um in game six or game seven now if you had to put money on it which which game do you have them winning in six or seven uh i think i, I think I'm, i haven't have i'm gonna have them winning six i think on the road they're gonna be really lo- a lot more locked in mm-hmm. so i think i think they're gonna get the job done but also last game marcus morris hit the first six shots mm-hmm. like a really big start and i don't think marcus morris can do that again yeah i mean if he does then i mean there, there you go. I mean, I can't do anything. But I don't think they'll do it again. So I think the Suns are going to be able to get 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 up and going and win the game. Yeah, I had um some someone said that uh you know because he's he's got an identical twin brother um Markeef um and uh, they someone said wow like you know because he didn't look he looked like he played with a lot more energy than he had in the last couple of games and someone's like oh they must have switched and someone's like no Markeef couldn't have done that he ain't that good <laughs> um but also. Um, a coach that I've probably given a lot of shit to, Coach Ty Lu, um, in this postseason is like ten and two, or, or I think he's undefeated this postseason in an elimination games, and like overall in his career, he's like ten and two in an elimination games. So, uh, you know, as much crap as I've given him, especially when he was with Cleveland, and you know, I don't think he was the coach of that team. It was LeBron. He was just the puppet master uh, of LeBron, but. 
he knows how to win and not be beaten elimination games. So, um, I, you know, I guess I got to give him a shout out because, you know, game seven, the clip, the clip, you're going to go to the Clippers. You know, it, it, it's tough, you know, to like put your money on because that's 10 and two is damn good for elimination games. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really tough too. Cause they, they were down three, one and, and, you know, recently teams that go up three, one, and then if they force the game seven, you know, it, they're, I, I just feel like you lose it. And so if it goes to game seven, even though it's going to be played in Phoenix, all the momentum will be with the Clippers. Thanks. And so it'll be really hard for Phoenix to kind of push that back. Now, I definitely think they have the team to do it. You know, Aiden's playing phenomenal. He, he's grown up before our eyes as playoffs. So I think it can be done. Um, I just think it's going to be really tough with a team like the Clippers. They Even though they're, they're not the same Clippers without Kawhi, they're still – very very good and it, that scares me and they can score really well and as you mentioned if, if pat beverly's playing good defense because they still are a good defensive team right. um then, then 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 they're for sure scary so if it goes to seven i'm going to take the clippers but i think the suns can wrap it up tomorrow night for sure and that's wednesday night so um probably the next time we talk to you guys or no more than likely the next time we talk to you guys because um yeah, all, all the conference finals will be done. So, you know, we record on Tuesdays. Um, the last game seven for the Eastern Conference is on Monday, July 5th, if it goes that far. Uh, but we're actually going to take a quick ad timeout here from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Eastern Conference finals and look at the Hawks and Bucks series. We'll see you guys after the break. And welcome back. As I just mentioned, we're going to get into the Eastern Conference finals here. But before we can actually get talking about that, um, right now, I think like some FIBA is going on, you know, overseas, you've got, I've, I've, you know, Lucas playing with Slovakia, um, Lithuania has got, did I say it wrong? Yeah, it's, it's Slovenia. Or something. <laughs> Slovenia. Slovakia. I'm thinking of Transylvania and Slovakia. I don't know, but they're playing with their national teams now. They're playing with their national teams now. Um, and Rick Patino of all people, if you can believe this, he is coaching the Greece team. He is the head coach for the Greece men's national team. Um, and I, I think it was today or maybe yesterday. Um, I don't know. I saw the tweets today and I saw the video today. And Rick Pitino was disappointed that Giannis chose to play in the NBA playoffs over playing for the, for the Greece national team. <laughs> Stupid. 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 Bro, I, I saw that and I was like, what is this man talking about? Yeah, um, I think I think he was upset about him for playing against the Nets, like in Game Six or Game Seven or something. And I'm like, <laughs> that was not that was not a smart uh, thing to say. So um, it, I just thought that was funny. I know so uh, Middleton and Holiday are on the USA team, but mm-hmm. I mean they didn't start playing yet, right? Yeah, I don't think the US are, USA are playing. I think they're doing some European thing right now. Um, just kind of like how soccer's doing the Euros. I think they're doing some kind of Euro- European basketball thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the U.S. men's team isn't in. And then obviously USA is not going to do anything because uh, they still have players who are in the um, – who are actually playing in the playoffs. So they're not going to force their athletes to play in multiple stuff. So we'll actually look at the USA team here in just a second because there was some controversy that we'll talk about as well. But let's go ahead and look at the Eastern Conference Finals. As we are speaking right now, as we're recording this on a Tuesday – um, game four is being played as of right now. It's in the third quarter. The Hawks are up by 10. 
Um, but the big news is that Trey Young is out with a deep uh, bone bruise, I believe, in his right ankle. So um, with that, with hearing that news, you know, the Hawks are up by 10 right now. Um, what was your thoughts, though, going into game four without Trey Young? What, what, what were the odds for the Hawks going into it? Uh, they were very low. I mean, you know, when Trey Young is on the court, you know, they, they, that's how they, that's how they keep moving and keep mm -hmm. going. And that's how they put points on the scoreboard. But I mean, whenever the star player is out, you know, everybody knows, you know, move the ball, get some ball reversals, you know, don't force anything. So I kind of think that the Hawks are, you know, just really playing together instead of, you know, Trey Young, just make a move and floater or kick out or alley, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was I was watching the first half before we got on, and uh, you know, they, first of all, they've been hitting a lot of shots, so obviously that helps out a lot. Um, you know, and the, kind of the bigger difference is they their ball movement is a lot better. Um, but one thing they are missing is that kind of drive factor. You know, Trey Young does attack the attack the basket. You know, the opportunity for lobs, the opportunity for finishes, and driving kicks. They're not really doing that, but they're still being able to – they're still working and they're still, um, you know, being able to score buckets. And defensively, they looked a lot better today than they have in the last two games. So, um, you're now – You're in shots and you're playing great defense. Like, nothing nothing gets in your way. Exactly. And they're playing at home, so they got the home crowd behind them. You know, every time they hit a shot, they're going crazy. So, um, and, and when they – after they won game one, I was – huh? It's two to one, right? Bucks are winning. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, you know, the Hawks went up 1-0, and I was like, oh, crap, like, it's going to happen. I, I've been wanting the Suns-Hawks finals. I just think it's – I think it's going to be – I think that would be awesome for the NBA, um, you know, having a not superstar be in the finals. You know, obviously, Trey Younger is getting there. Devin Booker is almost there. Um, but they're not the face of the NBA, and, and this would kind of be the future is now in my eyes. So, um I think that'd be great, but the the Bucks did play well the next two games. They they really dominated in game two, um, and then they 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 pulled it out in game three. So overall, what have your thoughts been about this this uh this series so far between the Hawks and Bucks? Uh, after the first game, I was like, okay, like the Hawks, like you know they they came here to compete. They're not messing around. Um, but I will say, the first game they won, they did they did wake up a bear. Mm -hmm. The last the last two games. Uh, through Holiday, you know, he took on responsibility. He's like, that's on me. I got to lock him down. Locked him down second game. Third game, third game, Chris Middleton went off for 20 in the fourth quarter. So they're, they're coming. And Giannis hasn't even had a good game yet. So he's definitely going to have one good game out of the series. But, I mean, I don't know if he'll have multiple good games. Who's going to shoot? But. Yeah, it'll. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the series plays out. Um, But – I've just been so impressed this entire playoffs with Chris Middleton. I mean, he – I think he can go on any team right now and he he would help them get to where the, the Bucks are right now. Like, he he's just a plug-and-play guy. He's so good on defense. He's so good on offense. Very skilled. And, and honestly, like, a part of me wants to say that that Chris Middleton is the best player on the Bucks. The Bucks. You know, and he, he maybe not the best player, maybe the most important player, I should say. That last game, it looked like he was just giving the ball. He's he scored more points than the Hawks did in the fourth quarter. I think it was like twenty to seventeen, um, and he was the reason why they won the game. Um, and it 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 is very hard to score against this Bucks team. They're so good defensively. You know, Brooke Lopez is their weak link, but the dude's seven foot, so That's it's still hard, hard to score on him. Yeah. And they get a ton of offensive rebounds, man. It's so frustrating watching 
and like the Hawks can't get a defensive rebound. They don't box out. Every rebound they have to get is like like it's like uh like you get in and then you gotta like yeah. You know. mm-hmm. So um it it, it it's turning out to be a good series. You know, Jacob and I last week, um, we didn't want to count out the Hawks because we have for the first two rounds and they've proven us wrong. I definitely think this series is going to go six or seven games still. I think that's what I predicted last week. Um, but it, it, it depending on Trey Young's health um, is depending, because even though Trey Young, you know, he might ball hog a little bit here and there, he might take an unwanted shot here or there. He still can go off for 48 on any given night. He still he still attracts multiple defenders, even if they have a guy like Drew or PJ guarding him. He's still going to attract multiple guys and get more guys open. So obviously he's a game changer. Um, I think if the Hawks can steal this game away from the Bucks and go and go even, then I I think the Hawks have a chance to win it. Honestly, even though they they don't have home court advantage anymore, um, but man, it is turning out to be a phenomenal series. And although no one wanted a Bucks Hawks conference finals, I think everyone's enjoying that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. So um, and also I, we can tell that because the NBA playoff TV ratings have never been higher since like 2004. So it's the highest it's been since 2004. And honestly, oh, yeah. And, and honestly, I I can attest to that because I've been tired of watching the same guys in the playoffs, tired of watching the same teams, tired of watching the same players this year. Four basically new teams in the conference finals, two teams out west who have never won the finals, two teams out east who haven't won it since the merger of the ABA and the NBA. I mean, what more could you want? This playoff series has been amazing. This this tournament has been awesome. Um, but, Brandon, putting you on the spot, you know, obviously we don't know the final results of game four, but let's just say it's 2-1 right now. Uh, who do you have winning this series and in how many games? I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win in seven. Gotcha. Seven. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think they're probably going to win in, in seven as well. Um, I, I kind of want to say six. But I just think the Bucks just play too good defense. Yeah, the Bucks play too good defense and they're healthy. That's the biggest thing is they're healthy. Right. You know, and and I think and I, I, I was watching a TikTok, actually. Um, teams shoot worse in Milwaukee than anywhere else. The Brooklyn Nets shot like 40% from three all year long. And they go to Milwaukee and they shoot under 20, they shoot like under 30% or like 30%. Right. But then they go home and they shoot like above 40%. Right, yeah. The Hawks are the same way. In Milwaukee, besides game one, wow. they shot terrible. And then they go back home and they shoot better. So it's yeah. something about Milwaukee that just... It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. Well, I mean, it's summer, so it's probably not that cold, but it's just something about those rims up there that sucks. So um, I, I definitely think Milwaukee does win, uh, and they just have yeah, – a, a big part of it is Chris Middleton. So um, that's kind of that. So we got a – we've got a – we both have a Suns um, versus Milwaukee finals. Yeah. Who would you have in that finals? I'm going to ride with CP. I want him to get his first ring, so I'm going to ride with CP. Also, I think Giannis, it's his first finals, and I, I don't think he's a, he's a better vet than you, Chris Paul. I mean, that, that obviously not, but uh, that, that's a tough one to pick, in my opinion, between the Suns, because both teams have no playoff, no finals experience. Right. Um, I guess you could say Drake, Jake Crowder. Um, that's, a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams have phenomenal defensive players. <sighs> but... 
It, it, to me, it comes. Also, with the Suns, they have better role players. Normally, with the Bucks, it's kind of just the main starters that really, you know, get the get the the, the call going. Um. Yes, I, I do agree. I think the Suns are deeper. Yeah. The Bucks have better role players. Like Drew Holiday, I think is better than than Cameron Payne. Um. You know, I I think. Drew Holiday starter. Well, I mean, yeah, when I consider role players, obviously you've got, I think Chris Middleton and Giannis are their stars, and then everyone else is kind of like the role guy in that sense. Cool. Where, so like, and, and the reason why I compare it, because I'm not going to, you know, Chris Paul and, and Booker are the yeah. superstars, and so I'm not going to compare Chris Paul to Drew Holiday because, you know, but, you know, okay, I'll, you know, Jay Crowder, I think Drew Holiday is better than Jay Crowder. Right. I don't think, I, but I think Jay Crowder is more important to his team than Drew Holiday, if that makes sense. No, um, but I think it would come down to, to the closer and, and between Booker and Middleton, who do you like more? Um, I mean, I know your answer. <laughs> Obviously Booker, but I mean, Middleton can go too, but I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go book. Yeah. So this, that, that, and then that's, that's where, I, that's where I kind of, I, I lean more the sun just because I think Booker is a little bit better of a player, a little bit more of a scorer than, than, than Middleton. And, uh, you know, although he's a kind of a defensive liability, I still think, he, you know, he scores more points than he, – he's kind of like Kobe Bryant back in the day, you know. And obviously we hate to compare, you know, the old to the new, but we always do it. And he's our he's our modern-day Kobe right now. So, um, you know, I, I would love to see the Suns get one too, especially CP3. I think that's kind of my pulling factor there. Right. Um, and, and as we speak, for four minutes left in the third quarter, the Hawks are up by 20. Wow. So, hey – Trey, Trey might need to sit one more game, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe he just suit up. He just don't play the whole game. Rest. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, rest. Um, so, real fast, let's go ahead and look at the 2021 U.S. Olympic team. This is a team that's going to go to Tokyo and play. Um, obviously, some of the guys are still playing in the NBA playoffs right now, so they're not going to be, um, you know, doing stuff right now. But here soon they'll be start playing in games and, and, and traveling the U.S. and stuff like that. Um, so excuse me, they won't be traveling. They'll be going to Tokyo and playing because the Olympics is this summer, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the roster is Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, um, Jeremiah Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Dame Lillard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, a very good team. And the U.S. has had probably the best team you know, every single year, they're coached by Greg Popovich with assistants Steve Kerr and Jay Wright. I mean, USA is going to be the favorite to win it every single year, especially if we're using NBA players. Right, of course. Um, are there any surprises on this list to you? The only one that is a surprise is Kevin Love. But, I mean, Kevin Love's a vet, and he was on the last team that was with Kobe and LeBron and AD and Chris Paul was on there. So I think I think Caleb will be able to, um, to you know, to, to help the young guys, you know, not, not to be scared and just go out and play. Kind of like Larry Bird was the dream team, you know, he kind of sat out and just was like, let's win, you know what I'm saying? Well, speaking of Kevin Love, um, you know, there's been a lot of controversy about this team with uh, Jalen Rose. He, um, you know, he he really likes the team. Um, besides the selection of Kevin Love and. You know, you were just talking about he was a part of the team, the last, last I think, the 2016 team. Um, yeah. And so, you know, he has a, he has experience. He's one of the few guys, I think, that are – I think it's him and Kevin Durant and yeah. Dame Lillard 
Oh yeah, Dan Lewis uh, was on there. Yes. Yeah. So those are the only three I think that would have had USA experience, which I think was kind of a drawing pull for him, even though he had a terrible year this year. Um, Jalen Rose was speaking out about how, you know, it's, he called it token tokenism. Um, whereas, you know, he, the only reason why he's on the team is because he's white and the USA didn't want to have an all black team, but um, take talk as, as, you know, some people don't like it, but some people do. And uh, it showed some light that there has been, I think a, few, a handful of all black teams that's that support that represented team USA at the Olympics. Right. Um, and so I think Kevin Love was the same. 2016 and 2012. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love. I think there was more. I think there was one more in Kevin or in 2012. Um, Darren Williams was in like the t- 2008 team. I mean, he's technically like half, but still, that that counts for some. So, you know, he's gotten a lot of heat. I think because of his take, but at the same time, I think his take was he should have come at it at a little bit different angle because right. most definitely you can't say that on public TV. I mean, and, and I mean, you know. His take, I think his was that Kevin Love had a bad year, whereas a guy like Julius Randle, who had a phenomenal year, was the second team, you know, all NBA, most improved player. Like they play the exact same position. Why wasn't he selected? You know, and, and so and then that's where he comes into, you know, it's because he's white and all this. So, you know, very interesting take. And but also, like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Kevin Love has way more all stars and Mm-hmm. Get all the gold medals. So I mean, if I was in this, if I was in USA's pants, I still would take Kevin Love or Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. And not just because he's white. I just think that they just were like, you know what, we need a veteran. You know, maybe maybe Kevin Love can do the job. And, and realistically, you know, looking at this roster, they're gonna they're gonna play four guards, four or you know, two guards and then two forwards that are small forwards. And then they're probably gonna play Bam at Bam's probably gonna start at center, and Draymond's probably gonna play the center. And Kevin Love's probably going to be the third guy that plays the center position. And those three guys are going to rotate. And Kevin Love's probably going to be the number three guy because he's, you know, the, yeah. the older of the three. But he's also going to be the leader. He's going to be the voice um, and whatnot. And USA probably won't have a tough competition until we get into the tournament anyway. So, um, but my, my kind of biggest surprise, you know, because I asked you that first before we got into Kevin Love, is Jer- Jeremy Grant. He had a phenomenal year. That was a weird one. He, he he definitely had a phenomenal year, which again kind of points the picture as like you know Julius Randle had a better year than him, but um, you know Grant did. And I'm not saying Grant didn't have a bad year. He was definitely I think in the conversation for most improved. It's just it's hard to do when you have what when, then when uh, you have a guy like Randle do do what he did. So, um, but he he's kind of my other surprise on the team. Everyone else, I, I'm surprised Kyrie didn't didn't get on there. I think Kyrie chose not to be on there. Man. That man, Kyrie, always on something, man. Yeah, which, again, you know, obviously I think a lot of these players like to play in the Olympics maybe once or twice. And I think the committee likes to pick players only once or twice. Right. Yeah. And so that you have a reason to play, you know, this this is is Kevin Durant's team. You know, he is is the all-star. He is the leader. He's the guy. Um, So just kind of like LeBron and and Kobe, they were the guys for two or three years. Um, I think this is – I think this is Kevin Durant's kind of second year as that guy. I think in 2016, I think, I think LeBron went, yeah. um, but I don't think it was his team. I think it was Kevin Durant's team. Um, and no, we, we LeBron didn't play. He didn't play in the 2016 Olympics. No, nah, LeBron didn't play. It was like KD, Kyrie, uh, Draymond. Uh, I don't think Curry played either. That, that was the year. It was really, really weird. That was, that was a year weird, a, a weird year. Let's look up that roster real fast. Cause I, 
it's been it's been like you know five years now so the only team i really remember is just that that 2k team you know they got tyson chandler you know kd kobe lebron chris the, Ballard, mm-hmm. Kevin Love's yeah. On there. yeah you got a lot of yeah that's the only thing i really remember but i think that it was in brazil 2016 was brazil right yeah 2016 was brazil. lebron wasn't there that that team was butler durant jordan deandre jordan Kyle Lowry, Harrison Barnes, DeRozan, Irving, Thompson, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Paul George, Draymond Green, and Camelo Anthony. So Dame Lillard actually wasn't on the 2016 team like I thought. Carmelo um, was the one who passed – or, yeah, he's the only one that has three gold medals. That that was – yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, again – Was there any white people on that team that you just said? Um, there was uh, Clay Thompson, technically. Nice. He's white guy. <laughs> but th- I think I think people considered him as like when white they did that when they did it they considered him as the as the white person. Gotcha. Um, but that team is very weird. A lot of those guys like you know you wouldn't expect. But um, so yeah, so the, that that's Team USA. Fully expect us to go in there and completely dominate. Um, but I will say it, it is getting a lot tougher um, to to all these overseas players, dude. Spain is always scary. They're going to be old this year, you know, with the Gasol brothers, Ricky Rubio, a lot of other guys. Canada, it always looks good. Even though they have Jamal Murray, they're still going to look good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Canada will be will be fine. They'll be tough, especially because again, they're having a lot more, you know, NBA influence. Same with overseas. You know, it it's getting tough for the USA to dominate. But at the end of the day, um, we have we we have the best collective group of players so we should always be you know on top it just some of those teams like they just have guys that you just don't expect to be good and they just go off and they, they play a lot better team ball than we do right so that's always scary and you and I both know and especially in AAU tournaments like all it does all it takes is like one good team to beat you even right. if they don't have the best players it just takes one good team so um hey yeah I'm all for it uh, I'm re- I'm ready for the Olympics like I said I I honestly like I, I you know, it feels like the Olympics should have happened a year ago, but, you know, with COVID and everything, it didn't. Um, and so I'm excited to watch it again this year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. In my eyes, this is, like, the best, like, time because – so we had the bubble, and then mm-hmm. they had, like, 80 days, and then basketball was back. And now we're the final about to end, and then basketball is still technically going to be here. And then after that, NBA season is already right there. Yeah. And sometimes you feel kind of bad about the guys who are on Team USA, but at the same time, like this is an honor that only 12 guys get every four years. Exactly. Crazy. Yeah. So, because I mean, for me, like, you know, during the fall, like, you know, when football is on, I mean, okay, I I watch it. You know, I'm a big Cowboys fan, but every other team, like, Monday Night Football, Cowboys, I'm playing, I'm like, I don't watch basketball. I'm not a basketball guy. As you can see, basketball is everywhere. That's, That's the only football thing I have. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, that's, so it, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, I, I definitely, again, I think, I think team USA will, will be the team that wins it all. And then obviously I'm ready to watch all the Olympics, but, um, the, what's going on right now is the FIBA Olympic qualifying tournament. That is, that is what's going on right now. That's why you've got some NBA players you see playing overseas and whatnot. So that's happening. Greece is in, is that why that coach? Yes. Yeah, so that's why they're they're so they're they're doing the qualifying. They have three weeks of games, um, and whatnot. So uh, I don't know who, who's qualifying because you've got like Mexico playing Germany, um, Lithuania is playing Venezuela. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, they're just doing a qualifying tournament. So 
So if, if Greece loses, Giannis won't be in the Olympics for Greece, right? Because he plays every year, even in the like the not not the not the Olympics, but they have like the FIBA. Mm-hmm. He always plays. I'd, I'd be seeing him like. Yeah. Um. So they tech they lost to Canada. They actually played today against Canada. Greece today they lost by six. Um. But then they are scheduled to play uh in on July first against China. So I have no idea how this works. Right. Um. But what? You know, uh. I don't think China's as good as it once was. But so so that's that's kind of what's going on right now with with everything. But um. But all just some just some updates again. You know we're watching game we're recording this while game four is going on Atlanta's up now with eight minutes left 91 to 75 and Giannis Antetokounmpo has hyperextended his knee and will miss the remainder of game four so with with that news you know for him to potentially miss more games who do you have winning the series now (laughs) yeah no that 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 evens the table now because like Giannis, I mean, he, he doesn't—he—he he won't give you forty, you know, as much as Middleton probably would. Mm-hmm. But he's still a big factor of that Bucks team, right? He's a superstar again, and and also I kind of think like for him, like he kind of whenever they're you know they need a big play, he always is that guy. He's like, I'll, I'll make a play, you know. He's mm-hmm. long, he's fast. He can get to the rim, get fouled, even though it takes thirty seconds to the free throw, but. That's good. That evens the table for sure. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting because game four looks like it's going to go to the Hawks. So it'll, it'll be tied 2 2 going into game five on Thursday. So it'll be interesting for sure. You know, I think Giannis will play, but I will say this about Giannis although he's been given a lot of crap about what, you know, not being able to finish, win series and stuff like that. He's performed his best when it's down to the end of the series when they're either up you know, when they're in an elimination game or they're, they're trying to put the team away, that's when he plays his best. So I am a big Giannis hater. I, I hate how he just plays because like he does the same move every time mm-hmm. he can't shoot. He, he plays, he plays good defense, but the thing I do love about him is every time on the court, he plays 110%. And when somebody plays like that, you, you know, it's just like, you know what? Like I can't, I can't be mad at that. You know, he's giving it all he has every time. Exactly. So We'll we'll uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on this. But like I said, next time we record, the finals will be set. Um, we'll know the, who those are, and we'll we'll give you guys a quick recap on who we think is going to win, and then look back at the games and how they got there. Um, but that's going to go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Five Out Podcast. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening to this episode today. If you guys enjoyed this episode and want to listen to more of our content that we post, we post weekly episodes and we drop them every thursday for you guys so be sure to follow us on youtube apple or spotify you can check us out on youtube at sideline sports uh we're under a channel there uh and you'll be able to check out our stuff as well as some of our other podcasts that we have as well as our youtube exclusives we do post youtube exclusives there so be sure to check those out as well make sure you guys are subscribed have the post notification bell on as well so you guys can stay up to date with everything that we have and then if you guys want to check us out on Apple or Spotify, we are at five out. Be sure to check us out there. You'll be able to subscribe and follow there as well to be sure to stay with all of our content whenever we drop it. We do post athlete interviews on Mondays whenever we have them. We try to have them every week, but we can't get an athlete every single week. That's okay. When we do have them, we post them on Monday. So be sure to subscribe and follow on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube to be up to date with all of our content. 
if you guys want to check us out on Twitter as well to stay up to date with our content as well. And we do post weekly stuff there, um, some poll questions, some funny memes and stuff like that. So check us out at Twitter at five underscore out. You'll be able to check out all of our podcasts as well as other things that we do on Twitter. And then if you guys also want to check us out on Instagram and TikTok, we're there as well. Under uh, We're under sideline sports for both of those. So you'll be able to see our content as well as the splitting up rights content too. So be sure to check that out and make sure you guys are following us on any of those platforms or all of those platforms to stay up to date with all of our content. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening to this episode today. The playoffs are coming to a close, which is an exciting time, but also a sad time because that means basketball is about to be over, at least in the NBA. The Olympics are right around the corner. The draft is right around the corner. So we still have a ton of content for you guys. So be sure to stick around with us. We'll see you guys next time.